Hey, hey, welcome back to the show. Today, we've got Jerry Wright on the show with us for a full interview. He is on the business development team and leads that team in Strata, a fund administrator. So if you've ever been curious about how fund administrators work, if they're useful, if you should have one in your fund, you'll really enjoy this episode. I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it with no investors and without an Ivy League degree? This podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. Hey guys, welcome back to Investment Fund Secrets. Today we've got an awesome guest with us, Jerry Wright. Jerry, welcome onto the show. How are you doing today? Great. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, um, this is gonna be a fun, fun episode. We're gonna talk about fund admins, fund softwares. A lot of people have been asking me the questions, Bridger, how do I, like, what's the, the software behind funds? Can I use a fund administrator? What level, what tier do I need to be at before then? So we're gonna dive into all that today. Jerry, give us a little brief background on you. I know you've been working in this industry for a long time. Yep. At Strata right now, which is an amazing software, amazing firm. Give us a little ba- background on you and your firm. Yeah, great. So I'm Jerry Wright. I've uh, been in the industry for a little over 20 years. Um, started off at administrator J.D. Clark, um, owned by Jeff Clark, and um, worked there for about 14 years. Um, I did um, work with at UMB for a little bit. So UMB, I became a partner just before we sold to UMB. So I left uh, and I worked for a PE shop uh, for two years just to get out of the industry. And then I had to get back and then I wanted to get back in. So I went to work for Strata. Strata, um, three of the founders were my good friends um, that I've known for years. In fact, the, the president of J.D. Clark hired me back in 2000 at J.D. Clark. And so um, I've been trying to get over to Strata for a long time for different reasons. But um, again, I've been at Strata for the last four years, and uh, it's exciting what we're doing right now. Yeah, okay. This is, yeah, this is going to be a fun episode. Yeah. Because, so we met almost, I don't know, almost a year ago. A year ago. ago. We yeah. had lunch with Adam Campbell, who's also, we've had him on the show and stuff you guys have heard. Um, and we sat down and talked for a little bit. Now we finally we finally have been able to land you on this interview. It's taken a while to get you here. Yeah. Busy guy. So yep. um, let's talk through. A lot of people in the show want to start funds. Yeah. Want to get in the game there from the ground up. First off, give us like the basic baseline. Like why a fund administrator and who would use it? And what are the like what's the purpose of it? Yeah. I mean, the reason you'd want to use a fund administrator is that you have investors that want to know when they're giving you money, especially if it's in the closing commitment based space they're giving you money for seven years and they don't know what's going on. And you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of Ponzi schemes that are going on. And, mm-hmm. and so they want to know that there's some independence, a gatekeeper really there to help out. Um, so as a fund administrator, we report capital statements. Um, we do that on a quarterly or monthly ba- basis, depending on the cadence, whether mm-hmm. it's open ended or closed ended. Um, and again, we're there to um, do treasury work, making sure that the money is, is being used properly according to the limited partnership agreement. Um, but yeah, we're really there um, getting paid by the GP, but working for the investors, making sure that their their money. So is you'll paid. do, like you said, yeah, quarterly statements. Do you guys draft those? We do. And, and make all those statements. So a lot of the paperwork that as a fund manager, you got to quarterly statements, yearly stuff, it'll be put on you. Yeah. Essentially, right? right? You guys help yeah. do all that. Do you we help do. manage like capital calls, distribution, stuff like that? We do. I mean, part of that is, you know, when there's a capital call that's due, I mean, we have the software that will actually um, create the allocations in it. So we mm-hmm. use Investran. Um, it creates the allocations. And then on the reporting side, we do custom capital call notices that we send to investors through a secure portal uh, data exchange. So we get involved there. We work with the GP to make sure that they are calling for enough capital, not only to fund their investment, but also for other expenses. 
uh, we're really there. I mean, we're, we're the trusted advisor of our clients, but, but also we have great software and then great um, ways to communicate uh, investment information to your limited partners. Okay, that's, yeah, this is great to know because a lot of, I get this question a ton. If you guys think about back to what I share a lot with people is the three circles of a fund. You have your, this is really basic, but expert investor, this is your chief investment officer person. You have your money raiser. It's the person that has well networked. And then you have kind of your your fund admin circle. I just yeah. put it as a circle. And that's that could be the person cheap that's compliance, that's legal, that's accounting, that's all that kind of stuff. You guys take a lot of that work away. We do. Yeah. Yeah. You, and it's awesome. And you mentioned as well, it verifies for your investors. Yeah. The independence is important. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, again, especially uh, you, you see you read a lot about Ponzi schemes. I mean, there there was one a year ago that um, that I looked at and learned a little bit about, and it was clear that it was a Ponzi scheme, and, mm-hmm. and uh, it came out in, in the paper. But um, but yeah, we're there, and, and again, if your investor are trusting you with so much money and to have that money for so much time, they want someone independent. And a lot, a lot of times, institutional investors will require you to have a third party. They say, hey, you know, because sometimes you can, I mean, a small fund, you say, we don't need, we don't have yeah. one, we just do it in-house, right? But other times when you get to bigger institutions, they say, no, we, that's one of our due diligence things we need yeah. to require that you have someone like Jerry on, you know, externally that can verify these accounts and just almost be a third party double check so that, yeah, that you're not doing a Ponzi scheme for the, you know, the next seven, 10 years. Yeah. I mean, if you look at kind of where the industry has been on the hedge fund side, uh, prior to Bernie Madoff, about 60% of hedge funds had an administrator. Hmm. And then right after, within that year of Bernie Madoff, that number jumped to 90% in the wow. open end space, in the hedge fund space. Oh. Now you look at where things are at right now in the closed end space, um, they're, they're not there yet, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're about 40% adopted, um, but you're starting to see a lot more adoption in the, in the UK, and, and we're starting to see a lot more people that are, mm-hmm. are as, as institutional money comes in, they really want to see that there's an, uh, an administrator there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, okay, now I wanna ask you, so when is it appropriate to get a fund administrator? What level, what AUM do you need to be at? And then are there different tiers of administrators? Is there like an entry level administrator? Is there a mid tier? Walk us through that process. Spot on. I'm glad you asked that question. Um, So you definitely, um, you know, if you don't have enough assets, like if if you're looking to run a fund, friends and family money, you have a couple million dollars, um, I would not get a fund administrator. Mm -hmm. Um, I would try to do things in house. Now what I would do is it's important to have a PCAOB audit firm actually look at your um PCAOB, what does that mean uh shoot you put me on the spot um, i've got to think about uh, <laughs> it's the public uh man i'll have to think about it later but, but what does uh, it mean yeah so it's just an auditor that has has registered that is um that you know is a bona fide auditor oh here okay in the gotcha, US. Gotcha, i can't gotcha. remember the exact what that acronym stands for but kind of like um, a cpa certification, but for auditors it's a certification that, that audit. audit firms have to go through so they have their cpas and then they get this um, certification okay. as well so you want to see you want to have a PCOB audit firm do the work, um, and, and then again that's your track record, mm-hmm. and so that's even more important than an administrator. And, you know I should be talking about why an administrator is so important, but mm-hmm. really the first thing that if you only have enough money for one of the two, I would definitely get the audit because that's a mm-hmm. um, you're doing a little bit more. Administrators do a little bit more compilation work where they're just taking the data that you're giving them, the information that you're giving them, and putting it in a, a good format. Obviously there's cash controls and other things. But what the auditors do is they're verifying everything. So they're mm. verifying every investment. They're looking at the pricing to make sure that, that that's right. Um, and so that's your track record. Your audit is your track record. Which is funny. We talk, we talk about Bernie Madoff. Yeah. Bernie in 30 years never had an audit. Never. Well, never. yeah. Right. I, yeah. I think at least that's my understanding was yeah. never. And if an investor asked for one, he said, well, if you want an audit, just go somewhere else. 
And uh, that, I, I believe, has changed a lot since Bernie yeah. Madoff of every firm. every And a lot of firms, LPAs and PPMs, will say, hey, we do a yearly audit. Yeah. Every year we have an external auditor come in. We pay the, or the LP pays for it, limited partnership or GP, depending on you know what you're running. They will pay for it do the whole audit just to double check everything, which I think is a good point, yeah. is before a fund administrator, make sure to do an audit. Yeah. I think it's wise, yeah. it's wise counsel. If you only have enough for one, for sure, mm-hmm. do, do, the, the do the audit. Okay, so back to the fund administrator though. Yeah. Okay, let's say we're, we've got enough money for an audit, yep. and we're over friends and family. We're over a couple million dollars. Yep. And what, what is the minimum, would you say? I mean, there are administration firms that if you had $6 million, there's some smaller firms that can do the work for you mm-hmm. um, that that are not institutional friendly like we are, that, that don't have the infrastructure in place so that, that have saved some money. Mm. Um, you can certainly go with a group like that um, if you're you know six, seven million dollars. I would say over $15 million is where you start to look for a bona fide administrator that mm. has infrastructure, will make you institutional friendly and mm. uh, will make it so that you can check the boxes on the DDQ, that you can rely on that administrator for the, your privacy policy, your uh, disaster recovery policy, your SOC one, all of that, mm. the controls, um, you know, that that's where you can really go out and look for institutional investors. So uh, is there a lot of insurance you guys provide? We do, we have insurance. You guys have insurance, um, okay. We too. do have insurance and that's something you want from an administrator, mm. um, for sure. So six million, it's kind of when you start thinking about six it. Six million is where, yeah. But 15, you're saying, hey, you know what, you're, you're probably getting to somewhere where you can start thinking about an administrator. A good bona fide administrator. Good bona fide yeah, administrator, okay. 15 million, yep. Um, now, is that that's kind of your entry entry level? Where where is the next tier? Would you say um, the next tier as far as like? Um, well, and I want to ask you too. You said a bona yeah. fide administrator. Yep. Um, are there different tiers of administrator? Is yeah, that just kind of sure. like, hey, that's like the one? You know, once you're there, you're there. They're all about the same. They just have pros and cons. Or are there? Is there a you know a much better exclusive administrator? No. So a hundred percent. So the tiers. I mean, when you look at the tiers, there's this smaller boutique administration firm that you know you're looking at. You know, if you have five million dollars, they're doing things in Excel. It's one person kind of doing all the work on the account. There's not a maker checker process. Um, so you see that um, the mid tier boutique administrator. That's kind of where Strata is right now. So we have about mm-hmm. two hundred uh, employee, two hundred twenty employees. We have about. Um, 100 billion in assets under administration, about 900 funds that we work on. That's your mid-tier administrator. Mm-hmm. Um, and and as long that mid-tier administrator, as long as that mid-tier administrator has the, the processes in place, has a SOC 1, you know, we, we have a SOC 1 by BDO Seaman that they do every year showing that we have controls in place, that we're living mm-hmm. by those controls. So it's a type 2. SOC meaning, 1 meaning? SOC 1. It's a, um, SOC 1 is just the control audit that they do. The audit that they yeah. come into. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so you want to make sure they have a SOC 1. They, you want to make sure that their software is robust. I mean, I worked at a PE shop one time where we sent capital statements to an administrator and they had to rename those PDFs and they put it on their portal. Um, there's no controls there, right? And so mm. they were off by one line item. So every investor received another investor statement. You oh, can't have that happen. Sure. So yeah. again, with your mid-tier that has the infrastructure in place, you're not going to worry about that. And then there's the top tier. I mean, there's the state trees, uh, SSNC, Sitco's, the, the larger groups that uh, you're really institutionalized. You're going into their process. They're functionalized, and so you have different groups that will do different reporting, different financial accounting, um, and, and and that's more of you, you go into their process, and they're not going to customize to your needs. So Strata, back uh-huh. to you guys. What is your you're saying mid tier? What is that? What is that range of AUM? That's a good question. I would say mid tier, probably anywhere from. Uh, 50 billion, um, you know, to 50 billion or 50 million? billion, 50 in, billion in asset under administration. Okay. 
to probably like 500 billion in, in assets under administration. That's your mid-tier. That's your mid-tier. Yeah. But for a fund manager, for me uh -huh. to come to you, oh yeah, how much AUM for that? Yeah, so for that, again, as long as you're, I would say 20, 20 million, 15 to 20 million. Um, to, okay, good, because uh, I thought you were saying, no, no, you gotta no, have, no. I was like, wow, that's legit, okay. So yeah. I think you're asking the administrator, <laughs> like what yeah. is a mid-tier administrator? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So a mid-tier fund coming mid to you, fund. 20 million. Yeah, um, so yeah, I mean, over 20 million. Over so, 20 million, um, okay. Yeah. And so then is there a up point? to about a billion? And then that's um, at about a billion, that's where you're a larger. Probably right? want to go maybe yeah. to a bigger one. No, okay. no, no. Yeah, you'd still use us for sure. You'd still oh, okay. use Strata for, for that. But I'm just saying that um, you may have, you know, if you're a $5 billion shop, a $10 billion shop, you may have an institutional investor that may require you to have like a, a, a higher, mm. a top tier administrator, like a top 10 administrator um, size wise. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So low tier, six million to fifteen, maybe up there. You guys yeah. are more in the thirty million to about a billion dollar range. Thirty million to a billion, but we certainly have, yeah. I'd say, ten funds that are over a billion. So mm -hmm. ten groups that we work. Yeah, maybe with, five, so. ten billion dollars yeah. in that range. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then above that, okay, I like that. That helps yeah. me understand the tiers of where, yeah, where you can think about for you know someone like me shopping around for administrator. So. Yeah. Now, if you're okay with that, I'd love to ask about costs. Yeah, for sure. What are the costs for those tiers? Yeah. What are you expected to pay and how do you pay? Is it AUM? Is it a monthly fee? What does that look like? I mean, there, there's different tiers there that, that um, and there's different service levels. So it's mm -hmm. hard to give you a, an exact price. I mean, there's some groups where we're doing a lot of compliance work. There's some groups that um, require us to do, you know, FACA, AML, that, that, are, that have a lot of blockers, a lot of uh, in, in place for, uh, feeders and, and mm -hmm. um, so it really just depends on the, um, you know, the complexity. But I would say like a, a venture capital, like a $20 million venture capital firm, mm -hmm. it's probably about 30,000 that we're charging for a year. A year, 30 yeah, grand for a that year. Fund. And so that yeah. would include like a custom portal. It would include all the reporting that we typically do. And, and uh, our, you know, you have access to our privacy policy, SOC 1, you know, you can rely on us for, for um, to be institutional quality um, hmm. or institutional ready, I guess. That's not bad. Yeah, about twenty five hundred bucks yeah. a month. Yeah, somewhere in yeah. that range, something like that. And then, and then obviously, yeah, you guys, there's, yeah, like you said, there's. It's hard to say because you have so many services, so many products that go into there. That's a hard. But part. that's yeah. that's a ballpark number, that's thirty a, grand a year. But it can go smaller, up for yeah. a top. But and then let's let's say a billion dollar fund. Yeah. What what can the price range go to? I mean, a billion dollar fund. I mean, it could be anywhere from you know two to four basis points. Uh, okay. Um, assets. Uh, or actually uh, looking at capital, really invested capital. Invested two capital, to, okay. Two to four bips on invested capital for a billion dollar for, group. That's kind of how they, they they price it, is off basis points of capital. Yeah, I mean, what we have to do, so what, what we're doing, what we're trying to accomplish is we're looking at the resources that it takes to do the work. And so if we think it's going to take like one FTE, so that could be like 20% of five people, so one FTE, uh, we're going to look at probably making, you know, a couple hundred thousand for that, mm, for, for yeah. that work. And so where it needs to be variable is that you, these fun lives, especially if you're looking at the closing commitment based space, I mean, they start off ramping up, right. And then they hit their peak, they're um, investing their, um, and then they go into harvest mode and, and it starts to wind back down. So we look for a variable rate that can grow as the fun grows and then mm -hmm. also shrink as the, the mm -hmm. fun is in harvest. Gotcha. So. Okay. And for people listening to, you might be saying that, well, there's no way I'd ever pay 300 grand for a fund administrator. But that's the beautiful thing about a fund is you have all the money, right? And you can yeah. scale and they're helping you get institutional investors way more money. It is a, a total investment. And um, you might be saying there, no way, no way I'd even pay 30 grand a year yeah. for that. 
Um, but at the same time, if they can make your statements, make investors feel more comfortable about investing you, I mean, that's, that's a, it's a lay down sale. It's like, oh, by, by all means we should do that. And there's yeah. a reason these guys have really profitable businesses and do very well and have lots of clients because it, it really is a huge benefit to funds. Yeah, and I think um, what you need to also realize is that at a billion dollar PE shop, chances are you're gonna have a lot of lockers, you're gonna have JV entities, you're gonna have a feeder fund. There, there's probably gonna be you know 30 entities that you're gonna mm. track. And so there, there, it's more work than just one fund when, you're, mm. when you get to that scale because you're, you're bringing off foreign investors, you're trying to reduce the amount of tax leakage and you're setting up different structures um, you know, strategically so you can do that. And so that's, that's where an administrator, you know, having that knowledge, understanding how things work, um, that's, that's where it makes a lot of sense to hire an administrator. So I wanna ask you a little bit too. So administrator, mm -hmm. you guys are helping hands-on, helping do all the stuff we just talked about. Um, are there fund softwares that you can use as well or in tandem with an administrator? Yep. What are some of those softwares and how can you use them? And what would you, I mean, if you have some suggestions for good ones or people that can come through Strata and you know, things, softwares that you like, do you have any of those? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because um, you know, you've got the billion dollar to $5 billion shop and then you have the startup, the emerging managers. And mm -hmm. there, there's no way that I'd ever recommend that an emerging manager you, uh, license any software because it's just too expensive. They're better off hiring an administrator that you can utilize the same exact software. Mm -hmm. You can get it a lot, offer it a lot cheaper. So you're not only getting the software, but you're also getting someone with knowledge, you know, a team with knowledge that's doing your work. Um, so I'd never recommend that a, a smaller shop get um, look look at licensing any software. Just doesn't make any sense. Now, but what you're shop, saying is we can come to you, Strata, yeah. and you've already licensed ten. Or I don't know how many softwares. Uh, yeah, and we they get access yeah, 20, to all that through that. They, 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 whatever we're using for them, because a lot of the software that we license is purpose built for certain types of, of groups, and mm -hmm. so you know for them it'd probably be Investran with Data Exchange. They'd mm -hmm. be able to to utilize it and, and have read-only access if they wanted to. They mm. can, everything that's available to us, it can be available to them as well. Mm, okay. So, yeah. So that's what you would say. Come, instead of just doing For one sure. at a time. Gotcha. 100%. Yeah. yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Now, are there some, what do those softwares do? They got, you said 20 yeah. softwares. Is it, is, and that's the stuff you guys use yeah. to just organize things? A little bit more robust than Excel? Right. Or, or are they all sorts of stuff? So they're all sorts of stuff. I mean, if you think about, um, you, you know, we have hedge funds um, that, that we work on. About 20% of our funds are hedge funds. Hmm. With these hedge funds, uh, you, you know, we use Geneva as our portfolio system. So Geneva can recalculate, like, corporate actions, dividend accruals. Like, um, it tracks your, you know, it, it can uh, pipe into um, IDC or Bloomberg to get pricing for, for hmm. your equities. Um, so that's definitely, um, you know, one of the software that we use, uh, data exchange and, and is a portal that we use along with Investran for most of our accounting. That's a general ledger mm. and our portal system. We also work with other groups though as well. I mean, um, Adapar is a software that we, we license and we use for, for better reporting. Um, sometimes there's a board quality reporting that's needed. And so mm. we can get that through Adapar. Um, we, we work with um, groups like uh, Cobalt on the portfolio monitoring side. So if you have a venture fund, mm -hmm. you want to know what the financials look like, um, what the KPIs for their companies that they're invested in. Uh, Cobalt helps you really. It's a tool that it will reach out to those companies and then pull information back that you can do um, reporting on, on those um, individual companies um, mm -hmm. and then consolidated reporting as well, but um, our aggregated reporting as well. Um, so yeah, a lot of different stuff for yeah. different for different business that's, types that's right. too, fund yeah. types. So I want to ask you this question too. Okay, is there certain types of funds that at different tiers should use an administrator versus not? Like you mentioned, a hedge fund a couple times. Yeah, 
like a, I feel like a $30 million hedge fund is way different than a $30 million PE oh, fund that yeah. has three portfolio companies, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So what, what fund types at a younger age would use a fund administrator versus other fund types? Do you have any, yeah. any thoughts on that? Um, so, I mean, once you can afford an administrator, I'd always recommend using an administrator. Mm-hmm. Um, on the hedge fund side, it would be really hard on the hedge fund side to do things in-house yourself. I mean, 90%, again, like I said before, 90% of the industry has adopted a fund administrator on the hedge fund side, the open-ended side. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have an administrator, chances are it's gonna be a lot harder raising capital. Um, on the venture PE side, it's amazing. Um, you know, I, I don't think that they think of an administrator like they do on the open-end side. So mm-hmm. on the on the close-end side, it's, it's um, you know, they, they only think about it if they have to. And um, so, uh, again, like 40% right now has adopted um, the outsource administration model. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of these groups that are even larger on the VC PE side are doing things in-house. Some of the biggest PE shops that we know today are doing work in-house. And, Interesting. Um, and so, and part of that is just the, you know, there was less institutional money at first. And mm. so... Um, there wasn't really the investors that were driving PE and venture to, to use a fund administrator. Mm-hmm. And it's just been over time where now it's becoming more accepted, so. Interesting, okay. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, and that makes sense. An open-ended hedge fund, a lot more calculations, a yeah. lot more stuff, versus a pretty simple buyout fund if we're buying right. one asset. Yeah, that may, which makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, huh, very interesting. So you guys do all the above. Now, yeah. if someone wanted to contact your team or to learn yeah. more about strata what what is a good way to find you guys um so we're definitely on the website so you can go to stratafs.com and and uh you can contact us that way um you know you can certainly reach out to me i can uh, leave my contact information with you sure. um and uh but but yeah we're uh, we're around you'll see us um and mm-hmm. in fact if you go we've increased our seo services and so if you're to go mm-hmm. online go to google and look at fund administrator we, you know we're probably one of the top 10 that pop up mm-hmm. so you guys have been fast growing. Yeah. Strata yeah. has, I, I've watched you guys over the last year and a half, two years, it's take off. It's been crazy. And yeah. it's it's been crazy. I'm gonna talk, not just business yeah. here too, it's a business podcast, whatever. What do you think is the tribute to that growth? You know, it's just our people. Um, mm-hmm. So our people do such a good job and it's, it's really been the partners too. If you look at the partners, um, and one of the reasons why I came over to Strata is that they understood the importance of human capital and uh, and combined with technology as well. I mean, we have 14 people that are IT people, so mm-hmm. non-accountants that work at Strata. Mm-hmm. They understood that, you know, with having the right people, right human beings doing the, the work and then right technology, that um, it would sell itself. And what we really have come across, if you look at our clients, our growth right now, um, we're growing about 40% year over year. And really Jeez, that's, wow. that's coming from mm-hmm. our clients. I mean, it's been word of mouth. I've I've been involved the last four years, but I'm not outbound. I mean, I'm just taking inbound calls. And we, we have developed in the last uh, four months, we started this sales uh, group that, that we started, but we haven't done any outbound to date. It's just been all reputation, and that, that means a lot for us. Wow, that's reputation. cool. As a, this is the first outbound right here. Yeah. There it is. This is here, here there it go. is. We're ready. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Well, Jerry, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for Holy, having me. Yeah, this is this was awesome. I know we've been trying to connect for a long time. Finally yeah. got you on here. Um, and uh, for people, again, if they want to reach out to you, how do they find you one last time? Um, you go to the website. So it's um, stratafs.com is the website. Um, you can certainly reach out to me. Um, in fact, I can give you my cell phone number if you need to get a hold of anyone. It's 801-707-4900. 
And uh, we, we do have a business development team now. It's not just me, so that's great. Um, but yep. you can always reach out to me on my cell anytime. Live on the call yep. with a cell phone number. There it yeah. is. I'll put the contact that's... below and stuff on, on this page, wherever you're looking at this video. So. Jerry, thanks again for coming on. Um, we might have to have you back in a couple months because Strata's grown so that. much. You guys are adding yeah. new, so many things, and so we'll have you back. But thank you again. Hey, hey, what's going on? Wasn't that awesome? So what we've done is made a Facebook group that is free to the public. You've got to opt in and join it, but I go live in there every single Wednesday to walk through your questions, do live Q&A and walk through new topics. So if you want to connect with me, want me to answer your questions directly, join our Facebook group. It's Investment Fund Secrets. If you go online, you'll see it. We have a private group for our mastermind members. It's not that one. It's our free group. You guys can hop in, get questions answered, meet other people starting funds and, and join our Investment Fund Secrets family. If you guys are interested, Go to Facebook Investment Fund Seekers. I'll see you guys inside.